Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I don't care if Mondays blue. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday morning, you shoulder fine. On Monday. Monday. Now, broadcasting from the Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Oh, today is a very special day. Today is my husband Kevin's birthday. Oh, and you know Lord. what I decided? Oh. Listen, listen, I decided that for fun, today I would wait on him hand and foot. I would do everything oh. for him, including bathe him. I will bring him all of his meals on trays and periodically change out his snacks and anything he needs i'm going to fetch it for him all it's kevin's day, day long. it's kevin's day <laughs> and that's going to be different that's going to be different from yeah. the day before or the day after in yeah. one way <laughs> Kid, kidding <laughs> i do that every day now but listen i'm going to tell you i'm going to give him can, his well, before you later. do can i tell mm-hmm. you can i tell you what's going to be different today because i i get about once a year i'm not making this up mary will say you know what Tomorrow's going to be Bob's day. I went, it is? Because I've had two Bob's days. We've been married for uh, about 14 years. I've had two Bob's days. And I get, not only does she get me everything I want for food and all of that, but she does it with a smile on her face. And that's the difference. You have to do this stuff for him all, all the time. But on Kevin's day, you have to do it with a smile on your face. Listen, I promise you, whether you believe it or not, I have done that consistently since I brought him home from surgery because he feels terrible. He feels terrible. And in fact, um, yesterday morning, uh, he, cause he, he doesn't sleep well now because he has to sleep flat on his back with his leg elevated and it hurts. So he got up and, um, I heard him leave the room on his little scooter, his little D scooter. (laughs) So I heard him, I heard him wheeling around. And the next thing I knew he was wheeling back into the room and he had made me coffee and put it in a travel mug and put it in his little basket and wheeled it and brought it to me. It was very, can, very I, can I ask you something? Can I ask you something uh-huh. man to woman yeah. right now? Yeah. What is it? And we've touched on it, but we've never really done a deep dive. What is it about women that when they see a man suffering or in a, in a less than distinguished a situation. You just think it's hysterical. I mean, nothing makes a woman 
laugh more than seeing a guy take a softball right between the legs. You know? Well, I'm not. You just I think it's so funny. What is it? I don't laugh at his pain. His pain is insane. But what gives me the giggles is to see Daniel Boone on his little wheelie His scooter. little scooter. His little scooter. <laughs> scooter. Yeah. There's no dignity. Because he, he hates to be, he hates to need help. He is pathologically independent. But I'm very excited about his birthday present, which I, I've had now for like a month. And I've just been waiting for the day. I'm going to tell you what it is. So he's very high maintenance. And I talked about this on the show last year. He discovered at some hotel we stayed at Neutrogena Light Sesame Body Oil, which was then discontinued, and I couldn't buy it anywhere. I couldn't find it on Amazon. I ended up buying a box of hotel-sized bottles on eBay, and he went through those pretty quick. And then I subscribed to all these flash sale websites, right? So like over a month ago, before Christmas, I get a flash sale in my email, and I look, and I'm scrolling through the items. And it's the full-size giant bottles of Neutrogena light sesame oil. I bought seven of them. And Can I, I just say that I don't see him as a as a man oiling himself up on such a regular basis? He takes very good basis. care of himself. No, no, he's he believes really? in moisturizer. Yeah, oh, he takes very wow. good care of just be just because he's half bare does not mean he doesn't mm-hmm. care about his skin. Right? <laughs> okay, I'm impressed. So, and of I'm course. Impressed. And of course he would, he would want a product that is immediately discontinued and no longer available in the continental United States. I don't know where this site came up with all these full-size bottles, but I bought all seven of them and they got delivered and it's all wrapped up and that's going to be his present. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I think he's going to love it. I mean, the man does not need another t-shirt, but he's, he's going to love it, especially because he thinks that it doesn't exist anymore. So that was kind of a unicorn find totally. <clears throat> and it'll cheer him. It'll cheer him up while he, you know, scooters from one spot to the next. But yeah, he's Kevin's doing day. Yeah. It's Kevin's day. And I promise you, cause he feels so bad about being, um, needing so much attention. I promise you that it is service with a smile. I got up today, 25 minutes earlier than I usually have to. So that I could cook him breakfast oh, because nice. like he can't do it for himself. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. He's getting, the other, it's uh, his day every day, but he's going to yeah. have a special day today. It's not my and day. And I might even, day. I might even let him have some spam later on today. Cause he likes Why? it so much yeah. and I will, I refuse to eat it or cook it or buy it. Cause I don't like yeah. it, but I think today may be Friday. <laughs> For the sheriff's special birthday, I'm going to put a little candle in it. It's going to be super duper fun. So happy Monday, everybody. It's going to be a real party at this girl's place. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. I would like to pick up the conversation we were just having. Uh, Actually, I want to make two points. Uh, Kevin, of course, uh, as you know, if you're a regular listener, uh, had a big operation on his ankle and his... uh, just about everything below his knee and can't get around too easily. So he has one of those little uh, scooters where you put your foot, uh, you put your knee on it and you can scoot along. And when Sherry describes that, she laughs. And I'm, I was asking the question and I want to delve into this a little deeper right now. What is it 
why is it that women get the biggest kick out of a guy being in kind of a semi-helpless or embarrassing or, in some cases, painful situation? Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Y'all put up with so much from us. Generally, we are bigger physically. My wife is taller than I am. But generally, we are bigger and more aggressive and in some cases stronger physically. So when you have the opportunity to either observe us or manipulate us because we are down on our luck at the moment, it fills you with such joy that you can barely contain it. I believe that's um, why women like those little tiny women love those great big SUVs because they're controlling something that's enormous. I think um, part of what gives us the giggles is the reaction because it's not something we see very often, right? The like over the top dramatic reaction to uh, whatever is happening to y'all. Like I've never America's Funniest Home Videos made a fortune off of men catching it in the cojones and i that was never like funny like okay i've seen it uh, okay oh look he's taking it in the past. like i just never thought that was that kind of slapstick physical comedy is not my jam you're but one of the watching, few but watching one of y'all have like a reaction to something a boo-boo or a kid barfing on you or whatever yeah it's pretty funny i have to admit that gives me the but what's what? It, why is it funny? It, am I right? Is it because it's, um, you? It's a contrast. Yeah, it's such a contrast. I mean, look at look at my husband. He's Mister. Uh, I'm going to climb up on the roof now, and blah 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 blah. Right. So for him to be putting past me on his scooter with his little basket. That's kind of hilarious because it's it's the opposite but of it, what he usually is. Okay, I can buy some of that, but don't you think you also now have the power? You you're so sick and tired of guys talking over you, talking too loud, uh, looking down physically because they're bigger, all of that, and now you have you. It's it's. I hate to use this as an example, but the Kathy Bates thing, right? Okay, Mister Man, you're at your weakest right now. Hmm. That's interesting, and I think that's probably true. I mean, I've had the power for a while, so the novelty of that has kind of worn off. Um, although I have to admit, like, back at the, the last corporate company that we worked for, there mm -hmm. were a couple of manager guys there who, um, I mean, it, like, if one of them literally tripped and, and fell down in the hallway, I would was wiping tears of laughter off my face. But because he deserved it. it. Because he deserved right. that. He was he awful. He deserved it, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's the contrast. Like, that's what makes it. I saw the cutest thing on my Instagram, and it was a girl dad. And he was he has two little girls, and they, they looked like they were maybe six and four. And they had done his hair up in like a crazy top knot ponytail. And he yeah. was wearing one of their tutus over his clothes. And mm -hmm. he was standing on um, the bristles of a plastic broom. And the girls were, they had to handle the broom and they were slowly turning the broom. And he was rotating in a pirouette like a music doll ballerina. Like, you know, yeah, the music yeah, yeah. box ballerina. Yeah. But right. he's this big, 
gangly guy in a tutu and he's doing the pirouette and he's struggling to maintain his balance. And you've never seen two more happy or delighted little girls. They could not stop laughing at their daddy trying to be a ballerina. It's the opposite that it's, that makes it funny. You know, it's the, it's that thing that shouldn't be happening that makes it funny. That's why it would be hilarious for Lamar to put on a tutu and try to do Swan Lake because he's the last guy that you can see doing that and it will be funny. Yeah. But no, I don't take any pleasure. I got the leg. Yeah. Yeah. When y'all take a kick in the stones, that doesn't, I I mean, that doesn't make me laugh. I feel, I feel sad for y'all, you know? But they're so delicate. If 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 I put on a tutu, you know, it's just another Saturday night. So I get the whole Lamar thing. (laughs) Exactly. See, you understand it now. Question answered. Morons in the news is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the news is sponsored by Every Plate. Skip the grocery store and save money with Every Plate. Check this out. We never seem to run out. Out of my way, you morons. Morons in the news with Bob and Sherry. My wife, Mary, belongs to a squirrel appreciation website, a group. And she almost every day goes out and feeds squirrels in our front yard and our backyard. And she sits there and slowly they become more comfortable with her. And she gives them a peanut right out of her hand. And she just she just loves squirrels. She studies squirrels. She would hate the guy I'm going to tell you about right now in Morons in the News. A Patterson, New Jersey man was just arrested for trapping squirrels and spray painting them red, according to the SPCA. The uh, organization contacted the New York State environmental uh, people and the police and found that a 62-year-old man had been trapping squirrels in metal cages and dyeing them apple red using a spray can of paint. They uh, went to his house. They found the traps. I'm looking at a picture of the traps, and indeed they are, you know, they've got red all over them. The individual was charged with three counts of poisoning or attempting to poison an animal, and um, I don't know what's going to happen to the guy. He's currently on probation for another unrelated crime. So this is, I mean, why would you do that? Why would you do that why, to a creature? Why would you do that? Yeah, why would Maybe you Maybe he likes red. Maybe he likes the color red. Well, that's not good know. enough as a reason at all. So they've, uh, they've taken his traps and they've put him in jail and he needs to stop that craziness. Lamar? Well, there's a 71-year-old suspect that's identified by the Los Angeles Police Department as Bruce Edward Bell. He was arrested after he left the scene of yet another bank robbery, according to a statement. During the robbery, police say that Bell entered a bank where he grabbed an employee, held him at gunpoint as he forced him to allow him entry into a restricted access door. Told the employee they didn't let him in, he would shoot him. Once inside, Bell ordered another employee to fill up a bag with cash. He fled the location with over $60,000. Witnesses called 911 to report that they had seen Bell fleeing from the bank in a silver Volvo. And responding officers spotted the car a short distance away. They conducted a high-risk traffic stop during which they were able to take Bell into custody. They also said they recovered a replica firearm and a bag filled with $64,000 in cash. Police said Bell has four prior bank robbery convictions, which has led to him serving more than 40 years in the Federal Department of Corrections. He was released in... 
He was released in 2021. He was on supervised release at the time of the most recent robbery. You know, it's true what they say about being active in your old age. And if you do something you love to do, you will never work a day in your life. In this case, it might be 10 to life, but still, it's not yeah. like a real job. Wow, that's and amazing. And finally, eight-year-old Jasmine the cat did not come home for dinner. And it was the same day, by coincidence, that the next-door neighbors had moved. And their the cat's just gone. Now the family's frantic. Where is Jasmine? Where is Jasmine? They're calling Jasmine. They're leaving food out for Jasmine. And then the night comes. And then the next day. And the next day. And people are crying. Where's Jasmine? We want Jasmine. And that's when the phone rang. It was a veterinarian practice in Wales calling Jasmine's family to say, we have your cat. What had happened was... Jasmine had climbed up under the hood of the moving truck of the next door neighbors and went for an 800 mile joyride in the moving truck. No. And when they got there, here's Jasmine. (laughs) And so they took her to the vet (laughs) to see if she had a chip and she did. They scanned the chip and they were able to call her family Jasmine the cat, after 800 miles under the hood of the truck, is fine, just a little bit dehydrated. That is a cat that if it could talk, that's all you would hear for the rest of its life. You'd be like, Jasmine, look at the time. It's it's too early for dinner. But I once was trapped under the hood. All right, here's a treat. That's all you would hear from this cat. And that is Morons in the News. Coming up, we have things Bob didn't know. Comedian Jeff Sheen. And why you never, ever want to drink water on an airplane, especially from the bathroom. It's Bob and Sherry. Books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I love Lexington, Kentucky. I want to shout out all of our listeners in Lexington. The uh, city's convention and visitors bureau is really working hard for y'all trying to bring those tourism dollars to the state. And so what they've done is, in Lexington, Kentucky, they're using an infrared laser to beam a message into space, inviting extraterrestrials to the bluegrass state. The (laughs) message message reads, the first thing you'll notice as you descend through Earth's atmosphere above central Kentucky is the lush green countryside that surrounds Lexington's vibrant city center. That's our famous bluegrass. And then the message goes on to talk about the gentle rolling hills and the horse farms and the amazing bourbon and all the great places to stay and all the incredible restaurants and shops that are in Lexington. It's all true that are in Lexington, Kentucky. And when asked, um, Lexington Convention and Visitors Bureau, where'd you get this idea? They said, well, we've been paying attention to the recent UFO revelations among, you know, in the news and among the government. And we've made all these advances with like telescopes and we've decided that if the aliens are coming, we want them to come to Lexington, Kentucky. Well, it's a publicity (laughs) stunt, but boy, it's a really, it's an ingenious one. They got the FAA to approve the image and they have a special coded bitmap image, which includes images representing all the elements of life, and the beautiful geography of Lexington. 
and the molecular structure for bourbon. Because Lexington is fun. You laugh, and it is a PR stunt, but nobody's going to be laughing when the ship lands in Lexington and they're looking around for the first place to try some of that amazing Kentucky bourbon. So congratulations to the Lexington, Kentucky Conventioner, yeah. Convention and Visitors Bureau for being the first to welcome our brothers and sisters from outer space. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know. Oh, thank you, Max. And today, it's a very special one. I have put together some things about old Hollywood that you probably don't know. You may not know every one of these people because they were big, you know, in the golden age of Hollywood, right? But you you know their names, and I think you know their faces. But the story behind the story with some of these people is pretty amazing. Let's start out with Shirley Temple who was the number one, as a little girl, the number one movie star in the world. She was so popular and talented that there was a conspiracy theory that she was not a child at all, but an adult who was a little person. In fact, she was investigated by the Vatican, who sent a priest, (laughs) sent a priest to confirm that she was indeed a child. And evidently, I'm a little, they were able I'm to a little nervous as to how that confirmation went. Down. I know, I know, I'm, I know what you're saying. Whoa. Many, many celebrities in the 1940s were actually spies during World War II, including the great Josephine Baker. What a singer! What an actress! She lived in Nazi-occupied France and would flirt with Nazi officials, get them a little tipsy and try to get them to divulge military secrets. She would write those secrets down when they weren't looking and stash them in her underwear. She was a hero. Here's a guy, this guy here, they made a movie out of him. It's on Netflix right now. I think Paul, who's the guy that always plays the guy next door? Paul. Paul Rudd? Yes. I think Paul Rudd plays Mo Berg. Mo Berg was a major baseball league player, a pro. And he was contacted by the predecessor of the CIA. They sent him to Switzerland. They said, everybody knows who you are, Mo. So we're going to send you with some money over to Switzerland. Make your way in through society. And what we want you to do is to assassinate a German scientist named Werner Heisenberg because he may be close to developing an atomic bomb for the Germans. If you find that to be the case, we're giving you a gun, shoot him in the head. Oh, by the way, here's a cyanide pill in case you get caught. And he agreed to that. And I enjoyed the movie. I think it was on Netflix. And I think you'll like it too. Listen to this. Julia Child, the chef, worked for the same organization before becoming famous. Her most notable job was creating cakes that were used as shark repellent. That if the American you know, ship was uh, torpedoed, they'd throw these cakes in and keep the sharks away. How about that? that cool? I knew that about her. She, she was pretty amazing. She People was. don't realize, yeah. 
By the by the way, I've, this I, that Heisenberg guy. That's yeah. where the name of Walter White's character came oh. from from Breaking Bad. By the way. Oh, is that right? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's very cool. This is the one that blew my mind. You can believe it or not believe it. Lucy swears it's true. Lucille Ball, I love Lucy, claimed that she picked up Morris code during World War II through the lead in her teeth fillings. While driving home (laughs) and having previously experienced picking up music through her teeth. And by the way... I have known people that that happened to at a radio station I used to work at, so this is not quite that crazy. She began to hear, as soon as it started fading, she stopped the car and then backed it up until it came in full strength. She said, I got the hell out of there real quick. The next day, I told the MGM security office about it, and they called the FBI. And sure enough, they found an underground Japanese radio station. It was somebody's gardener. They were spies. The story sounds completely ridiculous, but possibly true. What do you think about that one? I believe you got some explaining to do, Lucy. You got some explaining to do. I be- Listen, I believe that one. I totally it's believe It's so yeah. crazy that I'm, bl- I'm buying yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's got That's no right. reason to make that up. I mean, she really doesn't. According to, and this is our last one, a biography of Steve McQueen, he began having an affair with a blonde woman and invited her to come to Sharon Tate's house. The woman said, and by the way, it was the night that the Manson family showed. The woman said, I've got a better idea. Come over to my place. It'll just be the two of us. That's what he did. And that is what saved his life because he was targeted by the Manson family. And there it is. Things Bob didn't know. The Oddcast. It's everything we couldn't, didn't, won't, and probably definitely shouldn't do on the regular show. The latest episode is called Topless in Three-Part Harmony. Guys, shall we sing a little bit? Max, shall we try some of that three-part no! harmony? Shall we? No! No! <laughs> no! no! God! Please don't! Please don't! You can find the Oddcast everywhere you get your podcasts, including wherever you found this one. Thanks for listening. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Go to BobandSherry.com and tell us about a bill you've received that shocked you. We're selecting four winners to pay their bill on their behalf. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. All right. We all enjoy some shopping, Amazon, maybe eBay, whatever. Be careful eBay has been ordered to pay a $3 million fine to settle criminal charges after its employees harassed a Massachusetts couple by shipping them live spiders and cockroaches, among other items, in response to their online newsletter coverage criticizing the e-commerce giant. eBay engaged in absolutely horrific criminal conduct. The company's employees and contractors put the victims through pure hell in a petrifying campaign aimed at silencing their reporting and protecting the eBay brand, said acting U.S. Attorney Joshua Levy. 
eBay admitted that for three weeks, Jim Bow, eBay's former senior director of security and safety, and six other members of eBay's security team targeted the couple for their roles in publishing a newsletter that reported on issues of interest to eBay sellers. The victims, Ina and David Steiner of Natick, Massachusetts, co-founded E-Commerce Bytes, a website that reports on e-commerce companies, including eBay. The harassment campaign began shortly after Ina wrote a piece about an eBay lawsuit accusing Amazon of stealing its sellers, according to the charging document. Once the story was published, authorities said eBay CEO at the time, Devin Wang, sent a message to other executives saying, Ina is out with a hot piece on the litigation. If we are ever going to take her down, now is the time. The message Whoa. was then sent to Bao, who called Ina a biased troll who needs to get burned down. This involves sending anonymous and disturbing deliveries to the victim's home, including a book on surviving the death of a spouse, a bloody pig mask, a fetal pig, and a funeral wreath, as well as live spiders and cockroaches. Further harassing behavior, including sending private uh, X messages and public posts criticizing the newsletter's content. The harassment also featured Craigslist posts inviting the public for sexual encounters at the couple's home eBay employees traveled to Natick to surveil the victims, and they installed a GPS tracking device on their car, the Department of Justice Whoa. said. The victims eventually spotted the surveillance team and contacted local police. After learning of the Natick Police Department's investigation, Bow made false statements to police and internal investigators, and he and his team deleted digital evidence related to the cyberstalking campaign and falsified records to try to throw the police off the trail. The Steiners said eBay's actions left a damaging and permanent impact on them emotionally, psychologically, physically, reputationally, and financially. The Steiners have also filed a civil lawsuit against eBay and its former employees. We were targeted because we gave eBay sellers a voice and because we reported facts that top executives didn't like publicly laid bare. Bow was among seven people, all former eBay employees or contractors who have pleaded guilty to their roles in the campaign. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, Bow who was described as the ringleader, was sentenced to 57 months in prison. Other sentences mm -hmm. ranged from 12 to 18 months in prison, along with one-year home confinement. In a statement posted to its website, eBay said it's taking responsibility for the misconduct of its former employees. The company's conduct was wrong and reprehensible, CEO Jamie Leon said. From the moment eBay first learned of the events, eBay cooperated fully and extensively with law enforcement authorities. We continue to extend our deepest apologies to the Steiners for what they endured. Wow. What do you think? I'll tell you what I, I could, I could see like maybe the ringleader is in a managerial position where perhaps if he was able to squash this, uh, he could be a bit of a hero to his uh, superiors, but I don't get the other people, you know, to put your life, you know, right on the line for a job. You know that what you're doing is dirty to these people. Why would you do that? What gets me is the CEO, the Devin Winnie guy, he has not been charged with anything. And he's the yeah, first one the to send the message away. out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the I, way it goes. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I get, I get that they didn't care for the negatives, but we can't, we we can't have big businesses acting like twelve-year-old <laughs> pranksters. Yes. Like, what is happening to reality? Whoa! And when they start or putting gangsters. GPS on your car, if they put a GPS yeah. on your car, you've got to be afraid for your health and, and life. That's right. Oh, Crazy man. Right. Yeah. Crazy stupid. Really stupid. And and well I think done, I think eBay's getting eBay's getting a bad score on this. Bad score. It's a bad score. <laughs> Whoa! For sure. Comedian Jeff Sheen straight ahead, and then why? You should never, ever, ever drink the water in an airplane bathroom. Why would you? But don't. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Kohl's. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com today. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Jeff Sheen. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all, it's all weird. It's, yeah, it's wild. I have a girlfriend. It's crazy to me. <laughs> I love her. My girlfriend's great. She's too nice. Women can be too nice to us. She's always saying things like, I think you're so handsome and smart and funny. And I'm like, maybe I should get back out there. <laughs> I sound great. I'm kidding. I'll never leave her. She makes more money than me. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm trying to lock her down. I don't know how. I can't even propose. She makes all the money, you know? If I get down on one knee, it just looks like me going, can I have some? <laughs> you share the rest of your money with me? She is great. We did a lot of camping this summer. A lot of camping. She likes to camp. I'm an indoor person. It's fine. <laughs> She's like, let's go to the wilderness and relax. It's like, oh, fun. I get to sleep on an air mattress that deflates all night till I wake up in the dirt. Mm, love it. <laughs> We went camping in northern Minnesota. That's where we went, and there's bears up there. So they told us we had to hoist our food up into a tree, which just makes you the food on the ground. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Every night, I just hoist it up. I was like, oh yeah, not the Triscuits. Take me instead. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I like RVs. I'll do RV camping. That's my favorite. I just want the door. You know, that's it. Just give me the door. I don't want the last thing I hear before I go to be a zipper. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah, I'm an indoor guy. I like video games. Love video games. I don't know if there's any video game bros here. Woo! Yeah, heck yeah, there you go. Love it. Grown man, good stuff. <laughs> you too, a grown man. I'm in my 30s, I'm getting online, I'm playing. And there's children in the lobbies with me. So I'm just having fun with other dudes' kids, like a weird stepdad. <laughs> Just like, hey, I know you're not mine, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> My girlfriend got mad at me the other day. She's like, stop playing so many video games. It's like, I'm parenting right now. <laughs> There's gonna be a whole generation of adults. Like, yeah, my dad wasn't around, but Doomslayer 687. <laughs> Taught me about algebra. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a nerdy guy. I'm not an alpha male, you know, you know alphas, right? Just. Muscles and neck. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Big guys, so we got, you know, high five's too hard. Did you see me, Dad? He's never there. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm not there. I'm beta. I'm second tier, which is fine. There's a lot of beta males. Right, sir? There's tons of us. <laughs> There's so many beta males. We could form an army, right? We just need a leader. <laughs> 
I don't know who would lead. You'd probably be a strong woman, to be honest. You're just... <laughs> that is comedian Jeff Sheen. We'll post that set, and you can find all the comedians we have ever featured in Everyone Needs a Laugh on our website at... B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Now, while you're there, we got some other cool stuff. Like, for example, you could nominate your favorite teacher. And if you yourself are a teacher, you nominate your own bad self. We would like to load you up with Bob and Sherry swag. And our monthly grand prize winners are heading to Margaritaville in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. We're going to be hanging with a whole bunch of awesome teachers. We're going to do an podcast episode together. All thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Now, coming up on the show, we've got a thrilling round of Can You Believe This? We've got the Bob and Sherry box office, and we got you. Plus, we have a brand new Bob and Sherry podcast dropping today, too, everywhere you get your podcasts. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I had a realization early, early this morning um, about one of the ways my life has improved since my husband is on crutches and that wheelie scooter. He's he's only 12 days post-op and he won't be able to put weight on his foot for eight weeks. So he's on crutches in that scooter. And his scooter has a little basket, so he can put, like, his phone in it and a snack and scooter around <laughs> the room. I'm thinking about getting him some streamers for the handlebars, you know, oh, yes. like, yeah. hashtag living. But, okay, so here's the thing, guys. I have a really um, hair trigger startle response. Like, you just can't come up on me unaware. It terrifies me. I jump. I scream. It drives Kevin crazy because he's like, woman... I live here and I've lived here for a while now and I'm the only other person in the house. So if someone comes into the room behind you, who else could it be? And I'm like, well, it could be anybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be you. You could have been bound and gagged and left in the garage while the the murderer comes for me in the kitchen, right? It makes him insane. And it's so, I mean, I break out in a sweat. I'm like, ah, terrified, right? I can hear him coming. I hear the thump of those crutches. I hear the squeak of that scooter. There is no sneaking up on me, Lamar Richardson. I love it. I love it. That is good. That is good. And let, and let me tell you what else, my sisters. If I want to, I can bend over the dishwasher 55 times an hour and be completely unmolested while doing so. <laughs> So this is, here's the thing. You have got to find the silver lining. You have got to find it. Yes. And so far, so far, you ain't sneaking up on me and my booty is mine. I can, I can drop something on the floor, pick it up. Just like, just like nothing. Yeah. yeah. Really, really enjoying this caregiver lifestyle. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is talk back time and you can call the show at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY or 
get you the Bob and Sherry app. It's free and it does everything except the laundry. You can listen to the show and enter contests and text the studio. You can listen to all of our podcasts, including the Oddcast, Talking Lamar and True Weird Stuff. And there's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. You can tap it and talk until your head falls off and the app will do all the work for you. Good morning, Bob, Sherry, Max, Doc, and Lamar. Um, I'm a long-time listener. This is Angie. Um, I just was listening to the episode Tons of Trash with, um, I think it was on the Oddcast, and I grew up in Mobile, Alabama, and I thought I could shed some light on the whole moon pie thing. So the home of Mardi Gras is actually Mobile, Alabama, which a lot of people don't know unless you're from that area. And from what I remember growing up is that Mobile is the only place that throws moon pies off the floats, the Mardi Gras floats, to the, the crowd. So moon pies are a big thing. So I believe that is why they they started the moon pie drop there. That, of course, happened long after I had moved away. Um, but, yeah, that's the deal with moon pies. We love them. Huh. All right, and especially chocolate. Those are the best. All right, y'all have a great day. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you do, bringing laughter and joy to my life every single day. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, I'd like to give That's... you a moon pie. Do they have moon pies like in New Mexico? Or is they that just moon pies everywhere. everywhere? Are they everywhere now? Yeah, everywhere. yeah, yeah. 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 I want to, wouldn't that be an awesome New Year's Eve, though? Seriously, that sounds like so much fun. Like, it, I would much would rather be, yeah. celebrate with Catching a moon pie. Catching a moon pie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Man, when I was a kid, moon pie and an RC cola. Oh my god! <laughs> I, boy, I know. I'm sorry. I, let me add more. To, let me add more to my backcountry resume. You went to the fishing <laughs> hole and you brought up some catfish. Oh uh, Sherry, you uh, had problems with your refrigerator. We have a listener oh, yeah. who yeah. Uh, it has some information about refrigerators and magnets that I'd never heard before, and here it is. Yeah, Bob and Sherry, this is Rick. You know, Sherry, she might quit putting the uh, magnets on the refrigerator. If they fall off and get under the refrigerator, they will cause the compressor to go into defrost, and it won't cool until you take that magnet out. I uh, bought a refrigerator by doing that, and then the guy said, all you need to do is take this magnet off. So live and learn, I did. Don't put magnets where they'll fall under the refrigerator. You might check. Make sure it's not uh, stuck in defrost because of a little magnet. Y'all have wow. a good day. Well, yeah. I know. You know what? I, first of all, I love knowing that. And thank you. That's something I'll remember for the rest of my life. You know, somebody tells yeah. you sometime, something sometimes mm-hmm. and you go, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to forget that. Um, mm-hmm. My refrigerator, the one that is no longer working, has that, that coating on it where you can't stick magnets to it. Maybe this is why. So I'm really, that was a bummer because I have a, I collect magnets. Yeah. So this one, you can't even, so I know a magnet isn't the reason for this. And can I just say, um, the only refrigerator that I could find in stock that fit the hole was made by Samsung. And the number of people that have come forward to say, whatever you do, don't buy a Samsung refrigerator. (laughs) I have heard, wait, wait, I have heard everything from... The Samsung flooded and cost us $20,000 in damage to our kitchen, floors, and cabinets, to the Samsung stopped working three days after it got here, to the Samsung, um, no matter what we do, the freezer doesn't work. 
The only thing a Samsung refrigerator hasn't done so far to our listeners is shoot their mama in cold blood. Every <laughs> other thing that could go wrong has gone wrong. And so now, but shh, mom's the word, because Kevin is already going through so much. And the last thing I want to do is go um, up there and say, hey, that refrigerator that we ordered, it's probably going to kill us in our sleep. Okay, bye. I'm, I'm going back downstairs. <laughs> I it's can't. a good company. It's hard to believe break. that the, the, the products are that bad. I mean, I think I've had Samsung yeah. stuff. God, they make you've everything. Not, you've not had a Samsung refrigerator. No. This isn't By an the extended on, warranty. I did. By the extended I did. warranty. Okay. This is not an attack on Samsung, the brand. This is an attack, a full frontal assault on Samsung refrigerators. And so I, I'm talking to my sister wife. She made some soup. And uh, Kevin's uh, first wife, she made some soup and brought it over for him. And and she said, oh, girl, tell me you didn't order a Samsung refrigerator. I was like, what choice did I have? It was the only <laughs> one that would fit. It's but, either that or remodel the kitchen. <laughs> you know what, guys, though? I'm not worried because everything in my life is going so smoothly yes. right now. That's yes. right. Yeah. You're going to have the yes. one Samsung yes. that works. Yeah. Let this, let this person excellent yeah. mojo just keep a rolling for 2024. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Max and I were just talking amongst ourselves, and he said, do you know who's up for a parole? this year and i said no who tell them susan smith susan smith is the woman who let her car drift into the lake with her two sons aboard and murdered them and then right. blamed someone else uh right. said that a uh, that an african-american man was the one who had done it and eventually uh, uh was caught and was found guilty and she's up for parole this year because it's been 30 years since that happened. So she Good had to serve at least 30 that. years in order to uh, be eligible yeah. for parole. But she may not get it and end up spending the rest of her life in prison. I yeah. don't think she's going to get yeah. it. I don't think she's going to get it. I mean, what a despicable person. I mean, that's that's an understatement. But not only does she murder her children, but then, oh, let's just see. Who am I going to blame? Oh, the local African-American handyman. Let's let's do that. Let, let, let me tell you, they didn't. Despicable. I, I, I live I live about 20 or 30 minutes from where this happened. And the local sheriff down there from the get-go, on the first interview, he knew that something wasn't right. They didn't spend a really? whole lot of time looking. No, they didn't spend yeah. a whole lot of time looking. And uh, he, he kept interviewing her and kept interviewing her. And uh, she finally, you know, she broke down and told him. And yeah, because supposedly she got carjacked and blah 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 blah. And yeah, yeah, it was really so he, he, he said from, from he said from about. the get go from the get go yeah. he just had this feeling he and he said I, I I really wished it wasn't true I didn't want it to be true but he had that feeling and mm -hmm. uh, her her ex husband actually uh, ran the uh, a grocery store that in Roebuck not. Two miles from my house, I, where we, I shopped there for years, or still shop there. Really? We worked there for a couple of years. Yeah, very low key, very low key. Yeah, super nice guy, super nice guy. But did you ever talk to him? Deal, Did you ever talk to him? 
I mean, just in, I, I just talked to him as far as like finding yeah. stuff or whatever, just conversation. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't right, going to right. be an idiot, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a, God, it was a hard, I remember I was still, I was still driving a truck for Budweiser and I remember listening to the news about it, you know, and then uh-huh. I was coming in late one night, uh, when the truck, when they said they had arrested her and I'm like, I knew it, I, you know, I just, I don't yeah. know. I just felt like, you know, the town, oh, the town where the supermarket is, is called Roebuck. Yeah. Roebuck, Roebuck South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. What's the next town Lamar. over? Like Sears. Well, is, it's, is it's Sears? Spart- No, no. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Now it's in Spartanburg County. My address, you know, is Spartanburg, but it's Roebuck's the community. But we had a restaurant that closed, and I had this idea. Of course, I was in the video store business at the time, but I had this idea that I wanted to open up a steakhouse in that restaurant, and I was going to call it Steers and Roebuck. That's, what I was going That's to talk. genius. Steers and Roebuck. <laughs> That's pretty good. You should have gone with that and not the video store. I'll tell you that much. Well, you know, that said, that's more catchy than old time video. I'll tell you that. It is. Steers and Roebuck. Steers and Roebuck. Oh, God, Sherry had this figured out from the very beginning, and I was shocked. Because you remember they were interviewed on television, and here's the grieving mother oh, and yeah, her husband yeah. sitting next to her. Mm, and Sherry said, yeah. she did it. And I went, how do you know? Sherry, how did you know? I just did. I, you could tell there were her affect was off. Her yeah. behavior was completely um, incongruent with someone who had experienced the kind of traumatic crime and loss that she had. You just knew. I knew. I remember driving to work. It was probably a little before you and I were just in the morning. together. You and I had just started when that story broke. Well, it was about five o'clock in the morning and I'm coming around the freeway, getting ready to make the exit to go to the radio station. And I'm listening to the news and there's, and the news reporter was saying, and Smith alleges that a African-American man. And I looked at the radio and said out loud, oh girl, you did it. I know you did it. And I felt terrible because you don't want to be like, you know, judgy. No, I know. But I knew she did it. Now my, um, my daughter, Karamia, um, her friend's parents grew up in that town. And every Lamar will tell me, will back me up here. Everybody in that town knows everybody in that town. Oh, everybody yes, in that town. Yes. Everybody in that town knew everything before the news broke. Yeah. They knew about the love affair with the son of the rich, uh, the rich dude. Yeah, and yeah. they knew they knew all of it. It was oh, yeah, I horrifying. forgot about that part. She and wanted. Was she a, wanted to be with. Uh, the guy didn't want kids, right? He didn't want. She kids. wanted yeah. to be yeah. with the rich guy. Yeah, and she and could be. Then she kids. would be single and available. Yeah. Ugh. And that her hu- her ex husband. Her ex husband. Mm-hmm. We see this a lot, though. We see mothers and fathers kill their children for these reasons. But her ex husband was like, "I would have taken them." You yeah. Know? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, exactly. But the rich boyfriend didn't want a girlfriend with kids whether they lived with her or not and there's a yeah uh, yeah she's uh, not getting out i agree with lamar i don't think so yeah i don't think so either not happening happening. hey straight ahead straight ahead as if this isn't distasteful enough how about you get in that airplane bathroom cup your hand under that faucet and get you a big old drink (laughs) please don't and we're going to tell you why it's bob and sherry 
Can You Believe This is sponsored by BritBox. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. I believe this. One of the things I love best about the internet is the way it answers questions for me that I never had. Here's the question that was answered for me um, now on the internet. Are you ready? The question mm-hmm. was, hey, have you ever wondered why you can't drink airplane bathroom water? No. <laughs> um, I've never wondered that and have never once in a lifetime of flying been tempted. Anyone? No. That's right. Anyone? No. no way. So the way that they, the way that this uh, news story got into this, it was you're in the middle of a flight and your water bottle's empty and you're trying to be environmentally friendly. So you head to the airplane bathroom to refill it. Anyone ever at any time had this as a plan? Do you, that have has you never ever been, seen anyone no. do this? No, it, it's a disgusting little area. It's too small. There are too many people who are using it. That getting water from there would never even cross my mind, or I think almost everyone listening to us right now. So, what's the I mean, payoff? Where does it? I, why is it? I've that way? read. I've read that you shouldn't drink airplane coffee. Coffee because it's yeah. made with airplane water, and Ooh. and. So airplane coffee is made with airplane water, but it's hot. So you could tell yourself some crazy lie about how it killed whatever was in it. But to just like open the bathroom faucet and stick a water bottle under there. I can't even imagine doing that. And here's why you don't want to. Apparently Hunter College in New York went ahead Mm -hmm. and investigated airplane bathroom water. And we thank Mm -hmm. them for their service. And they found Mm -hmm. that. Water from all the major airlines was contaminated with E. coli and other bacteria and other potentially dangerous pathogens. And part of the reason for that is the water which is stored in these onboard tanks comes from all kinds of different places, depending on when the tank needed to be refilled. And sometimes they transport that water to the airplane in containers that don't adhere to sanitary policies, which is a fancy way of saying what? You just filled up a bucket in your baggage claim and hauled it out there? Like, oh, my God. Is nobody looking at this? No. And apparently... A door just fell off of a plane in mid-flight. They're nowhere near looking at the quality of water. You know, uh, last (laughs) night, um, Kevin and I watched... (laughs) Kevin and I watched Society of the Snow, which is a movie on... I want to say Netflix. It's a movie about that plane crash in the Andes where the survivors turned to cannibalism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Let me get a drink. Hang on. I have you myself get water a little cup from? of water that I got from a yeah. Spirit <laughs> Airlines bathroom. Hang on. <laughs> cool you know, I wouldn't, so- I wouldn't fill up my water bottle with the water from a supermarket men's room. <laughs> I just- Y'all, I'm... I'm uncomfortable washing my hands. Like, that's why I carry, like, wipes with me. Like, I'm going to wash my hands in the airplane bathroom, then I'm going to hit it with a wipe. So here's so we watch Society of the Snow, and, um, and it's, it's a fantastic movie. But, folks, it's harrowing. It's a plane yeah. crash in a, a blizzard-locked uh, remote mountain range where the only way these folks can survive is by um, 
eating the bodies of the folks who didn't survive. So it's far, far, far from a fun pick-me-upper. The plane crash. I have never seen a plane crash in a movie that scared me more than the plane really? crash in Society of the Snow. And and I, I have to fly a lot. In fact, I have a trip coming up to go see my mom. And um, after the plane finally hit the mountain, Kev said, you know, I read that uh, flying's never been safer than it is today. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so between that and these bathrooms, but listen, listen, there are no, there's no supervision, no monitoring, no protocol about drinking water on airplanes. That includes hot coffee, hot tea, uh, tap water. Um, and in fact, experts, this made me feel better. Many, I'm going to read this, many experts don't even want to wash their hands in an airplane bathroom, which Whoa. is why they travel with yeah. hand sanitizer. So yeah. stick yeah. to bottled water and right. do not feel like you drinking some filthy bacteria contaminated airplane bathroom water is going to help the planet. The planet is going to have to look after herself for a minute. While you get a bottle of water, please don't drink that stuff. We'll get this posted up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. This is Bob and Cherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Cherry app. Since I just mentioned the movie Society of the Snow, um, I want to say it is a fantastic movie. It's incredibly moving and powerful and gripping. Uh Now, it's harrowing. And it's based on a true story. And if you're old enough to remember way back in the day, there was a movie made called Alive that told this same story. Um, This is this is another kind of retelling of it. It's Mm -hmm. um, dubbed, but the dubbing is I was telling Lamar like it's first rate. So you're not reading subtitles. I didn't know any of the actors, but they were all incredible and this, I know this movie sounds like, oh my God, plane crash and then cannibalism. That's not what this movie is about. This movie is about love and friendship and sacrifice and human survival and what it takes for one human being to hold another human being up in an unthinkable tragedy. It is so, so, so good. It's totally worth a watch on Netflix. Just know that you're not going to blink for about an hour and a half. And at the end of it, you're going to be like exhausted, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't see it. It's Bob. It's that good. Seriously. I don't know. Share doesn't sound like a Bob. It's not a, not a movie. It's not a Bob movie. It's a max movie for sure. Um, And I think, you know, Lamar, I don't know if you would want to review it as the people's movie critic, but it's it's really phenomenal. And we had touched in an episode of True Weird Stuff a few months ago. We had touched on this story. And and you forget if you if you ever saw the original movie, how long those people survived on that oh, yeah. frozen, desolate mountain, huddling together in what was yeah. left of that plane's fuselage. It's gig. absolutely it's absolutely inspirational. It's incredible. Very it's good. on Netflix right now. It's called Society of the Snow. This is Bob and Sherry. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Have you checked out our Oddcast podcast? That's where you can find all the stuff we can't do on the radio, including the new Talking Lamar podcast. 
in this episode of Talking Lamar, The Buzz on Bees, and Naked Jason Statham, I'm talking about facts that you don't know about Jason Statham and bees. That's two for the price of one. Okay, so um, Lamar, I want to talk to you guys about a movie that I watched on Netflix with um, my husband being immobilized for the next, well, <laughs> year, but really not able to walk it off for the next eight months. Um, we're watching a lot of stuff and I'm looking at all these different movies that are on uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime. This one was actually on Prime and there's this movie called X and Jenna Ortega's in it and Brittany Snow from Pitch Perfect, who I love and Mia Goth and the Rotten Tomatoes score on this bad boy is like 94%. Whoa. And so, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what this movie's about. I know nothing about this movie. So I said, Kev, look at this one. It's got like a 94%. How bad can it be? So we pull it up. And here's the basic premise. It's set in 1979. And the film, whoever made the movie, did a really good job of capturing that 1979 vibe in terms of like wardrobe and even the color of the film stock. Like it has a, it's really, really well done. Okay. Here's the premise. It's a group of uh, people in a van, and they're going to make an adult movie. And they have rented a little cottage on a remote farm in Texas, in the middle of absolutely nowhere Texas. And the people that own the farm are an elderly couple who, I got to say, like, you should never judge a book by its cover. But if you pull up in the driveway and these two old people come out, you need to just start your car and head back into Houston because they, these two people are going to kill you and wear your skin. <laughs> I have never seen such terrifying elderly people in my life as are in the movie X. Okay, so they have not told this older couple what they're using the rent property for. And these people are very, 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 very hardcore religious and would never have rented their farm out for um, an adult movie, an X-rated movie. So yeah. it's a real, it's a real like kind of amateur production. They've got a filmmate, the filmmaker and his girlfriend who's holding the boom microphone. And then they've got the actors and they've got the director. And they go, they go to town. Uh, making this adult movie. The premise is that the movie is called The Farmer's Daughter. And the guy's like, ma'am, my car broke down. And I was wondering if I could use your phone. Well, we don't have a phone. But daddy'd be glad to give you a ride when he gets home. Why don't you come on in? And then you, I think you know what happens next. Yeah, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what I didn't understand about the, and, and of course, Kev is very happy because, you know, he's got his leg propped up and he's, mobilized and he's getting to getting to see a little something that isn't ancient aliens for once right yeah um it turns out that this movie is actually like a violent gory texas chainsaw meets tarantino slasher film oh and lamar God. i can't handle that like the minute Jenna Ortega went into the basement and flipped on the the one light bulb, the bear bulb hanging from the ceiling. Oh, yes. And, yes. and saw one of her traveling companions hanging next to the washing machine <laughs> eviscerated. I hit the pause button and said, I cannot finish this movie. I cannot because this is where we are now. We're going to those two crazy old people that look like they break a hip if they got up too fast. These two crazy old people 
are going to chainsaw massacre this entire crew of filmmakers and each scene is going to be more gruesome than the one before and yeah. and we're going to have to go watch Josh Gates on Expedition Unknown so that I don't have nightmares <laughs> Lamar, can you handle that? Because I I can't handle that kind of movie. No, I'm not crazy about that. I'm I'm really not because it just gets to a point. Uh, Yeah, 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 I I, I can't. That's why I I got so sick of watching the Saw movies, but they've sort of flipped it around and they've made it into being something. The last one, Saw 10, was excellent. They're actually doing another one. And it was more of an, now it was still had some stuff in it. But like on something like this, oh gosh, oh, oh. I can only at, imagine. At one point, the old man says to Jenna Ortega's character, because of course the power goes out, of course it does. Now it didn't really go yeah. out, you know, the old man cut it off or whatever. Yeah. He says to Jenna's character, um, I need you to go down to the cellar, I got a flashlight down there, we got to find my wife, she could break her hip. And Jenna Ortega does not want to go into the cellar, but he persuades her, and of course she gets locked down there. Listen to me, people. Oh. I, um, if we're lucky, we all get old and fragile. But if an if a if a scary looking old dude who's snarling at you tells you to go to the basement to get a flashlight, you just can't. I don't care how much no. you want to help no. find Mama. You cannot no. go into the basement and get the flashlight. No. No, nothing so, good ever comes from going to the basement for the flashlight. So, y'all, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's really not. It's a really good movie. If you can handle the gore, I don't know how it ends, except I do know how it ends, because how else could it end? It ends very badly for everyone. And don't ask the people's movie critic to review it, because he won't make it to the end either. He'll be like, listen, five buds until about an hour in, and then, I don't know, we had to watch... A rerun of uh, Two and a Half Men. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I was reading an article online about how to kind of shut down a conversation that gets heated with someone who is real, who really thinks that they are way smarter than you and their opinions are way more correct and that you need to be schooled. And you get a lot of this, at least in my family, we get a lot of this around politics at holiday dinners where, and I never engage ever, 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 but I'll watch like um, my nieces and nephews just come to blows over some stuff they disagree about. And so these are some, I'm sure you've seen it too, right? Oh like yeah. I, and and, and they, they're always trying to, Aunt Sherry, what do you, Aunt Sherry thinks that she's going to keep chewing and swallowing and not talking. <laughs> Can't you see I mean? I mean, I mean, I mean. So this, this uh, whole article was super interesting because it was like, here's some things you can say that will shut it down or at least buy you time. And, and I love these. And I was like giggling because I've actually used these on my, on my family members. Like, you would say to someone who's really up in your face, you would go, you know, that is definitely an interesting perspective. <laughs> now, you think about it, you guys, you didn't insult anyone, right? You didn't attack anyone. You didn't say that they were wrong or ill-informed or an idiot. That is an interesting perspective. And then they'll go off and, and bloviate for a while longer and you can finish your chicken, right? What do you think about that one? No, I think that's excellent. I think that is excellent. 
Here's another one. Um, when someone is really up in your grill, say to them, could you maybe clarify that for me? Kind of help me understand that. And then they'll talk for a while and you can have dessert. <laughs> there will be plenty of time. <laughs> have you used any of these, Lamar? Have you ever done any well, of these? One of the things, one of the things that I, I always say in that situation is they'll just go, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'll go, you know what? That is definitely one way to look at it. You know, it is. That's perfect. It, yeah. It's it's certainly one way to look at it. And the other one is, yeah, that's a lot to think about. I mean, yeah, that is. That's a lot to think huh. about. I, mean, I use I do this a lot. Yeah. I go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. here's my other oh. one. I, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I see. <laughs> you could be I right. You exactly. could be. You could be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then I go, ha, in this crazy world, who knows? Who knows? Something. Something that I like to do. It. It not only like drives him crazy, but it makes him forget what he was trying to tell me. Is I'll roll some of Caramia's slang at Kevin. So he'll be saying something, and I'll go, "Hot take, King." <laughs> but it's even better when because he'll he'll be like on a he'll be on his phone he'll be reading some article online right, and um, he'll he'll practice in his head. I know he practices in his head like so that he gets it exactly right, so that when Karamia comes home and walks into the room. Um, he'll go, oh, I like that outfit. It's giving Woodstock. And it, she just <laughs> falls, she falls down dying laughing. It's so funny. Okay. So um, here's another one that you could, that you could say. Um, I never would say this um, to someone. Well, why don't we try being objective and look at the facts? Because Ooh, that is no, going to trigger no, a fight. No, no, That no, is going to no, trigger a fight. No. But I think this one does work where you might say, you know, we all have our own strengths and um, our own like ways of seeing the world. Pass the mashed potatoes because <laughs> that'll get somebody that'll get somebody going. This next one, you have to be super duper careful with this because this one can sound condescending. So someone just downloaded a whole bucket of whatever onto you. This happens to me a lot with people that, that are flat earthers. They are just determined to make me believe that the, the earth is flat. And I'm never, ever, ever going to do it. But as soon as, now I'll get three more in the next 20 minutes. Because as soon as I say, I'm never, ever going to agree with you, they double down on it. And this, you have to be careful with your tone of voice on this one. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing your point of view. Because uh, what you're saying yeah. is, yeah. I do not agree with it, and you have not persuaded me. But your face made many noises for a significant <laughs> amount of time, and I want to recognize that. Oh, that'll help. Yeah. That yeah, softens yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The earth is not flat. <laughs> the earth is not flat. Okay, now this one, I absolutely do not recommend you try this. I have tried this with my nieces and nephews, and it has not worked. Hey, like this is my nephew, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, I see what you mean, but have you considered dot, dot, dot? Because, folks, he has not and will not be taking that into consideration. Earth flat. We're not going to be considering any <laughs> other perspective. No, no. Well, yeah, because you're in it to die at this point. You're in it. Oh, yeah. Not giving it That's up. your hill. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. It's, it's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry 
Archive Vault. So the people who study these things say if a man is shown a picture of a truly beautiful woman or if he meets a truly beautiful woman and it's around dinner time, lunchtime, he immediately wants red meat. <laughs> that that's that's a, evidently a woman is a trigger for a guy to, and you can see where this goes. Now, you know, he wants to show his man. We are. We're just animals. He, he wants to show his manliness off right away. I want some red meat right away. But you know, if 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 you knew this, and and you're a woman, and and he he sees you, or you see his picture, and he says, you know, I'd really like to have a uh, egg white omelet right now. Uh, that's not. Would you be really pleased? The idea that this guy sees me and he wants some red meat. He's he's so turned on as a man. What does that say? We're just we think we're so civilized. We're just beasts. Oh, we're, we are beasts. Yeah, that's right. How about yeah. for women? What do we? There's, there's what do nothing we... that the, the the study had nothing to do with women. Just that's an interesting question, though. If a woman saw a really attractive guy. Is there a um, culinary desire all of a sudden? That goes with him. That is a good question. I can't think of a single time in my own life where I was like, wow, he's hot. I should get some cake. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> never never went together for me. No, not at all? I, what I, mean, I mean, I've I, never thought of the red meat thing before it, I read Maybe it's this. not a real conscious thing. I, oh, it's not. No, so, I mean, all of a sudden, the guy's not going to, you, know, you meet someone and you say, I got to leave for some red meat right now. You know, It's just if if you were to be in a situation where you could order something or if you're at a, a table where there's roast beef and other things, you're going for the roast beef. Um, have you had that? Like Max or Todd, can you ever think of a time where you've looked at a woman, your woman, and and just had a red meat craving come upon you? Ever? No, I, I, I normally have that anyhow. I love red meat. You, you I know just I'm walk around to, that way. I walk around that way. I know I'm not supposed to have it, but oh, look at you! You get some beef brisket. You're some all man. Good smoked beef if brisket. It's really good. Oh. Yeah. I don't How like about red you? meat. You like to eat. I don't like red meat. No, it, you like your meat really overcooked. He proves it. He proves it by, by how he eats oh, his steak. It's painful. It's not painful. It it's is. what it's I, painful. I I can like what I like. You can, okay? and for the rest this of us, is, it can be painful. It's barely still a free country, but I can <laughs> like what I like. And the rest of us are free to feel pain when you order a steak to be cooked. No, you're not. In the next you, no, you are not free to feel pain. We are free to feel pain. No, I'm, it's I'm, still I'm, an no, almost you're not, free because um, you are now imposing your your sanctimonious attitude upon oh, my pleasure. You irate with me in Aberdeen when I ordered a Manhattan since when do you drink that you were offended you were offended I was not offended I was surprised you were offended I have never I've how many years have I been with you I've never seen you drink a man I've never seen you drink a uh a dark uh a brown liquor a brown liquor I've been trying to broaden my um cocktail horizons which by the way is nothing to be proud of say that hey growth is good huh (laughs) That's what other alcohol? Year, that's your New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm broadening my cocktail yeah. Hey, that's unique. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> because sometimes, like we had been in an event that night and I don't ever drink while we're working. And so it was like 9.30, quarter to 10. And I'm only going to have one. Uh, so I, think, I thought I, think I you would had have, two. I did uh, end up having right, two. Right. But because um, it was so good. 
But sometimes that was a little to, lie you tried to slide. Sometimes by it's good then. to change up a little bit. Uh, no, I like the same things over and over. I know you do, and then you're upset when other people don't like the same things over and over. Now you know what? I'm. Uh, that's going to be my New Year's resolution. If people don't like uh, the things I like, which they should, uh, they're on their own. You know, <laughs> I just. You know, should should I even fine. bother to put that one in the book of Bob? They're on their own. <laughs> I've, I've tried. How many years that? have I tried them? Tried to get them to recycle and all the things that I like. You know, not too much mayonnaise if you're lucky enough to have a lobster roll. You know, people, in the same way that you like what you like, people like what they like, and there are things that people eat that I don't understand. For example, Kevin and I went out to breakfast and one of the things on the menu was a grape jelly omelet. Now, I've never had a grape jelly omelet. Maybe it's delicious. Maybe if I tried one, I would be completely converted. But I looked at that and I thought, who in the world eats a grape jelly omelet? A six-year-old. And yet, six-year-olds, this this is a restaurant the truckers go to. So it wasn't on the kids' menu. Have any of you ever heard of anyone eating a jam or a jelly omelet? I've heard of that, yes. You've heard of it. Have you ever tried it? I've never tried it. It sounds disgusting. It sounds like dessert. Maybe it's amazing. Maybe it's delicious. It's not for me. I don't think it is. See, I don't know if it is or isn't. Listen, if if somebody wants to eat that, go ahead. But it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) What happened just a minute ago? It was none of your business. I said go ahead. That's what happened. Yeah, but then you judged it. I thought just a second ago you were people were on their own. No, I, I can. St- people oh, are on their own, but judge. I can still judge. Yeah. So what's changed? <laughs> people are on their own. But nothing's right? if, changed. If, if something, if you know, if you eat that, all right, you're having the grape jelly. Uh, what was it? Omelet. <laughs> omelet. All right. So you, you just gotta have sugar. Go ahead. Let your teeth rot out. It's not. It's nothing but, to do with me. But then nothing has changed. People are. If you're just still gonna cast the same insulting judgment, I'm then not gonna try to change. I'm not gonna go up to somebody who's eating the grape jelly donut. Uh, grape jelly uh, omelet. See, it's 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 so horrible. I can't even say it, and say you shouldn't be eating that. No, no. You, sh- you should be eating a nice omelet that's got some green peppers in it, and it's got some onions in it, maybe a little bit of ham, a little bit Chief, of ham. Chief, I'm just here to tell you nothing has changed. I don't changed. like it. Well, I do not like it when you when you address me as Chief. <laughs> oh, well, let me let me make that my New Year's resolution. Good. You, that you'll be on your own. Good. I'll still judge you we- and call you Chief, but you're on your own. <laughs> And make the resolution now because, what, do you only have 10 months left that you have to See, do it? you should have made my New Year's resolution to broaden your cocktail horizons. It's a lot more fun. Well, it's not too late. It's Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. Ronald William Brown was a Christian TV puppeteer. He was also sentenced to 20 years in federal prison for the hundreds of lewd and disturbing images of children in his possession. But his desires were much darker than wanting to abuse children. Ronald Brown discussed in detail his desire to torture, murder, and eat them. You should run away from anything that will give you evil thoughts. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I know all across the country, temperatures are up and down, up and down. And I ran across an article yesterday that said, put a quarter in your freezer. 
You put a quarter on a glass of frozen water, place it on top, and put it in your freezer. After a power outage and the power comes back on, open the freezer, check the cup. If the quarter is on top of the frozen water, your food is great. It did not defrost. It's safe to eat. If the quarter is in the middle or the bottom, your food defrosted and refroze, and it might not be safe. Uh, There's another option. Oh. You can put a you can put a freezer bag filled with water in your freezer. After it's frozen, stand the bag up on its side. If you open the freezer and the bag is flat again, that means it defrosted at some point. Uh, you can put ice cubes in a freezer bag. Any, you just got to be able to know that just because the freezer came back on and it's cold, that does not mean that your food did not thaw out and refreeze. And is you there, know, is there any worse? Well, for me, I hate to waste food. It's like the biggest sin. Yes, is there any worse yes. feeling than having to have your power go out and having to take a hefty bag? And groceries oh, are so expensive. God. It's like you're yes. throwing a car away. Yes. I was out of town once when a hurricane hit. And when I got home, that was my first order of business was to clean out everything in the refrigerator and throw it away because we had lost power and I was out of town and couldn't do anything about it. And see, but if, 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 you, if you do this, this allows you to leave your freezer closed. You don't open it. It keeps it longer. And it, that gives you the best option of still having your food frozen. Because then when it comes back on, you can tell. I'm going to so, do this because we have lost our power probably four or five times just so far this winter. I know. This is a great idea. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. You are all very welcome. And this is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.